See brown in your face. Have you heard of everything at once? Do you know about everything at once? It's internationally known. Aliens listen to it. It's the best. <laughs> if there's something you're looking for in the 814, we're feeling a little bored and think there ain't no more. Check out everything at once and allow it to be a source. It's that raw podcast that's always showing support. Highlighting the scene. No need to take I-90 to people. 79 to CIB. Interviewing your locals with mindsets that are global. Innovators and creators on every single upload. So much going on in the EPA. It's time to to introduce this show. The best show on the face of the planet. Welcome, everybody. Thank you all for tuning in today. We want to thank our Patreon producers, Brian G, Josh W, E and D, Nick G, and Sadie M. Patreon, it's an awesome way to support the show and say thanks. You can become a Patreon supporter by clicking the link below and choosing to be an intern, assistant, or producer level supporter. If being on the production team is too much pressure for you, you can also send any contributions using our Venmo at Everything at Once Studios. We now want to thank all the local businesses who supported this episode. These businesses get the Everything at Once stamp of approval and are critical members of the Everything at Once community. We couldn't do it without them. With winter approaching, are there any last-minute details that you want to change or renovate around your home? Uh, I might, uh, but you know who to call. Yeah, Ghostbusters! <laughs> no, no, Tony. No, not Ghostbusters. Solid State Construction. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Solid State. Yeah. Duh. <laughs> Solid State takes pride in all their home remodeling projects. Solid State specializes in bathroom remodeling, kitchen renovation, window and door installation, custom design work, and more, including painting, flooring, drywall, sidewalk, decks. Decks. Get your free quote today by calling Nick at 814-397-7854. Solid people, solid solid product, product, solid solid state state construction. construction. You know, Tony, with all these renovations from solid state, I think we might have kicked up some bad energy around here. Yeah, oh, I, oh yeah. Luckily, we know just the people to go see. I, I know it this time. It's Ghostbusters. No, Tony. Our friends at Cauldron and Thorn. Wow. I feel really dumb right now, and I can't believe I didn't think of Cauldron and Thorn, uh, the world's largest witchcraft and mes- metaphysical shop, with everything a person needs to channel the spirit world. Practice some self-care. Find enlightenment. Curse your enemies. Protect yourself from your enemies. Bless your friends. Cleanse your space from negative energies. You can check out all the magical wares available at these for these different practices we all love and enjoy at Cauldron and Thorn, 2724 West 8th Street, or online at cauldronandthorn.com. This week, we have an incredible guest for you. Hello, everybody. Hi. Hey. Special guest today, Josh Travis. Hey, thanks for having me. In the building. Hell yeah, thanks for stopping by. Yeah. Um, super excited. I see I, we both got the memo to wear our country oh. uh, flannels oh, today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wear this 
way too often, but that's when I... I mean, I guess it's I good. do kind of look like a bum a little bit, but no it's way. I feel it's, like putting it, on something other than a t-shirt. I feel but. like flannel is country style. I was trying to match the mood and oh, stuff. Oh, yeah? Plus, oh, you're nice. our first, like, real, like, person who identifies as country. Like, we've had folk singers and singer-songwriters, but I feel like you're our first official country musician oh, in the building. Well, that, uh, that really... Puts to rest the all the imposter syndrome I have. <laughs> yeah, you're official, dude. I dub it. Oh, everything thanks, at man. once official. I thanks get to be lot. I get to be the imposter today. I look like a jackass without a flannel. Yeah, on. no flannel. Oh, no, I, like, I like the Calvin Klein. Yeah, you're still yeah. looking classy though. Yeah, Nobody right. can see it anyway though yeah. because we have your sweet new album oh, yeah. right here Thank displayed you. proudly. Thank you so much. I can't wait to listen to it. We've been checking. I've been checking you out on Spotify today and throughout the week Same. taking thanks, it man. all in getting a good feel for it yeah thanks guys absolutely. absolutely and the first thing personally i'm just gonna say like i usually don't identify myself as a country fan but i do really love folk and blue bluegrass oh yeah so i guess my first question that i want to ask you this is one of the questions i've been thinking about actually normally i try not to do that but what really separates a country song from like a folk or a bluegrass song do you think mm, i don't know if i'm the guy to answer that but well, give us give us your best shot dude uh man i don't know i feel like there's there's definitely the the stereotypes in well bluegrass. classic country stuff but as far as you know functionally or you know genre wise well you never you i guess he's I guess I could say you rarely ever see a drummer in a bluegrass group. Yeah. Um, so that's, Very true. that's one thing, but, uh, and I've got some, I, I've got some guys on this record that, that did, you know, quite a bit of great playing and shredding, but, um, you know, when bluegrass I think, when I think of bluegrass, I think of, yeah, they banjo all, solos and mandolin. And yeah. They, they take those runs and, and take their turns to, to really, showcase all that so so um, what i noticed from listening to your music is that the the country there's there's like such similar genres you know you can tell they're like related you know cousins or family members or descendants or whatever and i think that like you said the bluegrass really has a lot of like tight shredding and uh like the the banjo solos and the mandolin solos and there's a lot more like tight picking parts mm -hmm. you know what i mean yeah. instead of uh normal chord progressions which i heard a lot in your music yeah yeah i uh i tell a lot of people i i play guitar but i'm not a guitar player by any means yeah <laughs> so that's what sam my guitar player that's what he's for um and you know all the other guys that that played and showcased their skills i uh i kind of just stuck to the songwriting as best i could and mm -hmm. and let the other guys do their thing so. you definitely have like a country style voice oh thanks when you a lot. sing yeah it uh it definitely reminds me of like other country singers i guess i do like uh, the only country singer that i can really think of that i would that i think a lot of people would probably identify as country and people have been surprised like country uh people or whatever you know guys who drive trucks and do country things is like tyler childers oh yeah 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 i love his stuff um he's great yeah he's i could say yeah i'd say he's been he's like country influence. right yeah for sure yeah definitely I, um, I like to say folk though i don't know why i feel like it's the music snob in me that wants to not like pop music and when i think of pop music a lot of times country is not pop but it's like still a modern contemporary style of music that's yeah. on the radio you know what yeah, i mean yeah right yeah i don't know i uh 
my wife calls me a music snob for sure. Um, but Why? yeah, who's, there's definitely who's your, who's your jam? Uh, not not so much that, just because of people that you know that I I might I might not like or gravitate towards. But sure, I've learned to kind of keep my opinions to myself more than I should. Well. Not share my opinions as much as I should. It's okay. I don't. Maybe you're, you're not going to offend me yeah. <laughs> by saying you don't like a certain country no. people, person. No, sure. I, I'm with you though. As far as you know, I don't. I don't listen to much stuff on the radio or yeah, or in mainstream. I feel like or, country yeah. transcends onto that though. Yeah. What, how, what do you mean by that? Like uh, confused here. The Wolf. You know what I mean? Ooh. That's all like pop country music. Mm. I guess there's probably a difference between like normal country music or like underground country music or whatever like there is in any other genre compared to like pop country music. Like yeah. there's pop rock and stuff like that. And then there's like regular rock that I would hear at like a, a tiny bar somewhere in Pittsburgh or around here. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. I think um, I don't know. I I definitely won't claim to be any sort of music historian but right i think i think you can when you look back on certain decades of music and certain decades of country music uh you can you can see you can see the changes more distinctly when you look at certain decades um and i don't know i, I you know there wasn't any sort of to my knowledge any sort of counterculture you know underground music scene in the the country 50s or yeah. 60s in country music sure or in any genre i don't know but uh I, I don't know if that started more with punk stuff or what but maybe folk yeah or like, like funk even i think yeah mm. yeah maybe but or blues no i mean I, i'm i'm a, a historian of sorts i'm very interested in the 60s you definitely had like the uh extreme like acid rock or countercultural type rock like the velvet underground is like a super popular uh or influential band now but when they were first out they were making like very uh andy warhol art was popular but some of the stuff was just like way ahead of its time you know sure. uh, so you've definitely had those underground or like uh under the surface bands and scenes probably probably forever i'd imagine yeah throughout yeah. all the different scenes plus like i feel like underground is just it's just not popular yet, you know what I mean? It's not like the stuff that you hear on the radio or, or the people that are, like, selling out stadiums and giant theaters and stuff. It's the guys that are traveling around and, you know, trying to make a ma name for themselves still. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I i don't know. I, I don't pay m much attention to what's on the radio, but at the same time, I don't claim to be, you know, an expert. this or the other, or I don't claim to be a country singer or, you know, a pop or or underground country singer so what would you say yourself either. if you're not a country singer uh i mean i i definitely say i fall in that realm but mm -hmm. um but i mean i didn't grow up you know I, I didn't grow up in the south or you know with any of those stereotypes what about in the country um, yeah a little i mean no I, four wheelers and pickup trucks uh a little bit i guess <laughs> when i was younger um but yeah not uh i don't know i like i said i think there's like that those those uh stereotypical lifestyles that definitely that sometimes you kind of correlate to certain types of music but um but For even sure. even the music itself i i can't say i grew up listening to country music you know exclusively my whole life and mm -hmm. and this isn't and this record isn't 
any sort of amalgamation of that or anything. So. Right. There's a lot of classic but. tropes that I think of when I think of like somebody who listens to country music for sure. Like they live out in like if they were in Erie, they would live in like Waterford or like Cambridge or somewhere out in the country. Well, I do live in Waterford. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> and they got like a couple acres and like four wheelers or dirt bikes and a big truck. Did you drive a truck here? No, I drove a Subaru here. <laughs> nice WRX. Well, there you go. Nice. Ooh, those were sick. Nice. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I thanks. didn't notice that that's outside. The, well, maybe, it's, if it's not a truck though, that's still like a car, like a like a motorhead car. You yeah. Know I mean? It's it's older. It's about it's 10 years old now um and i've i'm not any sort of tuner or anything like that either i haven't done anything to it but uh the older i get the more just uh practical i get for vehicles but, yeah for sure yeah, i just have never gotten rid of it <laughs> no if it's still driving I'm, I'm hoping i can keep my car my neck my this car for like a long time honestly i don't i don't want to buy keep buying cars especially with like interest rates and all this crazy stuff and cars are just so freaking yeah. expensive dude yeah it's crazy right now I, I plan on holding on to this one for a long time but the next one's gonna be it's like I want something cool, practical, practical, practical. Midlife crisis Corvette. Yeah, you know, yeah. like <laughs> right, right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. The next car after I after I don't pay for this one for ten years will be like something real cool. Hopefully, we'll see though. That's the dream. Life has lots of lots of changes and and uh, and turns and stuff. But you are from are you have you lived in Waterford? Your uh, whole life? Ju- up just there? north of Waterford, more in Erie. But I went to school out there and cool. Um, yeah, so definitely have a little bit of uh, a not quite city upbringing yeah i I mean i i grew up in the suburbs Mm -hmm. really to be honest so i guess it's whatever way you want to look at it yeah sure for sure um, yeah so 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 i guess like i don't know the way i think of it not so much like not so much like tropes or, or anything like that like what interests me is like there's so many different and i know you're not like you know you say you lean on a few different like genres or you're not like a certain like pop influence type how do you land on the type of music that you play with like everything that's out there like you didn't exclusively listen to country you know like you, you're not influenced by the pop country now or like you know the bluegrass whatever how do you land on the on the genre that you did land on or the, the mixing of genres um yeah i mean i would say this is a country record for sure but right. to i just am hesitant to call myself a, a country, country singer, singer because right, sure. because i feel like that carries a lot of the you know a lot of history that somebody sh- people assume that you should have um or maybe stereotypes too like i said but uh i mean i most of what i do listen to is you know country mm-hmm. and bluegrass type stuff along with other stuff but um so that stuff is definitely obviously greatly influenced uh the stuff i play now so sure um i don't know man there's there's you know there's all sorts of names like I know Americana is a big name. Yeah, definitely. These sure. days, and you know, depending on who you talk to, somebody might have different opinions about it um, because it's it's a newer, you know, it's a newer kind of thing, title or yeah. name for for a, a type of music. But uh, I think that kind of generally throws you, you know, lumps a lot of people together in, for together. sure. Um, what so. what draws you to this type of music though? Um, man, that's a hard question. <laughs> is it the lyrics? Is it the rhythms? The guitar? The 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 country lifestyle vibes? Or yeah, not so much the lifestyle vibes or any of that because I don't I don't really write 
to try to fit into a certain sound. But sure. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think there's a, a big part of this type of music is storytelling, which I'm really drawn to that. And mm -hmm. I, 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 I can't say that I, that's like primarily how I write, but I do like to write like that. Um, that's a big part of it. And, and in general, the sound, too, because at the end of the day, you know, we're listening to music. Right. It's the sound of it along with, you know, the ideas, uh, too. So, yeah, but I knew I had to have Sam, my guitar player, I, I needed to have him learn as much as he could to play these kind of songs when we did this record. And uh, I knew I wanted pedal steel too so i wanted that sound when i went into this right you got some but, sweet harmonica in there too oh yeah yeah a guy named charlie barath he lives down near pittsburgh as well um yeah he's great i think i think that's pretty much what he does exclusively so yeah i was really fortunate to have some guys that i don't normally play with play on this mm -hmm. and so who who's some of the music that you do listen to or somebody that you take uh, influence from or, or look up to? Uh, more more modern stuff, like what you said, Childers, Sturgill's big for me. Sure. Um, Avid Brothers? Uh, I never I never got too into Avid Brothers. Um, They're great, especially songwriting and, like, storytelling. Yeah, I, I, know, I know some of their older stuff a little bit, but, mm -hmm. um, yeah, I... I, not that I have anything against them. I just no, never, sure. Haven't, get, yeah. haven't got to them yet. Haven't made the, the playlist yet. Yeah, but there's so much out there, and I feel like I feel like this kind of genre or subgenre, whatever you want to call it. Sure. Uh, I feel like it's only expanded and just exploded in the la in the last handful of years. So, um, I mean. Yeah, I think that I, I I completely agree, and I think that one of the big things about country or americana or singer songwriter or folk is that you can do it relatively independently you know what i mean like you you mentioned that uh you know your music has a drummer but you don't there's a lot of people who are just there with their guitar you know what i mean mm -hmm. and playing a few you know maybe five or six different chords in a unique progression and are able to make some pretty creative and interesting and good music yeah. out of that and uh i think that lends itself to people who are you know independent or maybe don't have that full band or don't have time or are busy or whatever it is that's all you know the the barriers are are less when it's just you and a guitar mm -hmm. you work at your own speed you know what i mean you yeah. set your own stuff yeah and, and i think that's a big part of why it's, it's growing so so quickly these days i correct me if i'm wrong because i'm not a musician so i'm just you know like you know thinking in real time right now but i got to imagine like it's also got to be maybe slightly easier to get gigs just because like there's certain venues that i've definitely been to or seen that will absolutely like have acoustic uh artists on but if you got the whole the whole band, big band you yeah. know like drum like too loud like we don't want you here yeah i mean what i've what i've definitely noticed is uh if i like if i'm quote unquote cold calling a place you mm -hmm. know reaching out to a place that i've never played um and i know that my band is available and it, and it looks like they have you know the all setup. sorts of music it looks like they host bands and solo acts and stuff uh i know that if i say hey i've got a band you know we're four piece here's video or whatever that that's gonna get me through the door a lot better than hey i'm a i'm a solo musician you know, 
really? when I set up in the corner at your place. And I, I mean, there's still, yeah, there's definitely, I think there's a lot more places. And also because we live in, in the Northwest, it's a lot easier for places to host a, a solo or duo act than a whole band. Sure. Um, but, and I, I play plenty of both, you know, solo sets or sometimes Sam and I, um, but, um, yeah, the, I think, you know, depending on where you are, people tend to gravitate towards, towards the live energy of a whole band. Um, more but, so yeah. than a solo person. Do you think that playing your genre helps you, makes you more, uh, appealing to different venues? Um, I don't know. I think there's, I think the band does like the whole band, but I think when I, there's definitely been solo gigs I've played where I've, I've thought, uh, these people are going to hate this next song. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. It's hard to say sometimes. Sure. I mean, most places seem pretty, uh, willing and open to all sorts of stuff. Um, but yeah, I think it just depends on the place and the mm -hmm. atmosphere and, um, yeah, yeah. I think of like country western bars like Doc Holliday's and like what's the one downtown or that used to be Crooked Eye. I forget what it's called now. Um, but I think of like certain like there's definitely a niche bar market for like country bars. You know what I mm. mean? And I would think that maybe they would be they would be more applicable, more likely to seek out or to have like a country west like a country singer than maybe an altered state or uh basement transmission or king's rook or stuff like that yeah maybe i i can't say i've played doc holidays or those other places uh we do love playing altered state though yeah yeah they seem to to like us and, we, and yeah we maybe they were a bad example too, so yeah no it's uh yeah i mean and i, I think i think you, if you get into bigger cities too you might see that a little more but i don't know i think i think Erie just uh is likes to to mm -hmm. see live music whatever kind for sure and but. i think that like a lot of the bigger bands that come by our country you know what i mean like you don't see like you see country bands selling out uh erie insurance and stuff like that and warner theater more oh, so yeah. than other um bands unless they're like classic like metallica or something like that yeah you know? i feel like you don't really get metallica in erie well, that's a little bit too big but like you yeah, do get probably. but you do get like some more prominent country acts that come around here than in comparison to like other other genres you know like uh, i've just maybe it's different you know but i remember it used to be like very consistent you'd have like the big country acts that would come around uh like the celebrate erie or uh yeah, they haven't done a country act for a while at Celebrate Erie. Yeah, who'd they have this last year? Uh, Flo Rida. Oh. And that baby, dude, that made its way up to the stage. Oh, man. Yeah, I thought that was the year before. But I remember hearing about that. It, the year before was Jaw Rule. It was Jaw oh, Rule. Oh, yeah. Wow. But I feel like, like, and then I think a couple years before that was like, oh, no, that was a long time ago. They had, like, Kansas. And I remember seeing, like, other big names. Like, I can't think of them because I don't pay much attention. Maybe, like... Uh, that have been to the Warner Theater and Erie Insurance and stuff like that. One guy who's on The Voice, I forget his name, and uh, maybe some other bigger country people hmm. that uh, that play at the Warner Theater that people are always super excited about or at uh, Erie Insurance. There used to be that, what was the name of that country music festival that they used to have? 
like out in the sticks. Why can't I think of it? Around here? Yeah. Oh, uh, what's his, mm, Jamboree in the Hills? Jamboree in the Hills. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. I It sounds familiar, but. It was great. Jamboree in the Hills. The one time I ever went there, I broke like a million people's hearts because Leonard Skinner was playing. And I told everybody that Leonard Skinner was dead and that it's not actually Leonard Skinner <laughs> that they're seeing. And most of the people out there were just wasted and had no idea. Oh, man. That's, yeah. a, that's a half truth. Skinner played that festival? Yeah. And it was local? Yeah. It wasn't Finger? quite no, not, local. Not oh. quite local, but it's within a few hours. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. a few hours yeah. for sure. Hmm. Yeah, and I told everybody that they all died in a plane crash, and most of them were, had just had no idea. Like, they didn't know the, the lore or the oh, history yeah. of Leonard Skinner. <laughs> That's awful. You're yeah, all, you're I, I was, well, I, yeah. I, I was like, I wasn't really super excited to be there. I just went out there mainly to party with some friends and stuff and uh, just broke a million hearts, I guess. You know what I mean? Right. Telling people that they were all dead. One of the wow, most. Oh, man. Yeah, I'm a, I was an awful human yeah. being. <laughs> Bad move. But it, 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 me, it brought me some sort of sick, uh, demented cheer that these people were just, it made me feel better than them. I've only been to one type of. Uh, one country concert and it was shooter jennings and uh the charlie charlie daniels band oh there you oh, go boy oh, okay. that was such a fun time uh, opposite of you like it's not like oh i still had a thing. great time oh you had a great time but i mean like the music like i'm not you know, like generally into the music but my one buddy i was back in college he was like oh, i fucking love shooter jennings and i was like oh, yeah, all right let's go check it out so much fun yeah like just a whole vibe it was oh, awesome yeah yeah, mm. yeah that would have been a good show well, it, it, I was still having a good time, and I, was, I didn't, it didn't start out on purpose. I was like, I wish it was actually the real Skinner. And they're like, oh, what do you mean? And then I realized that, like, half the people out there had no idea. So then it became like a game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. It was exciting. But uh, oh, anyway, so <laughs> wow. shows in Erie. Playing at Altered State a lot. Where else do you like to get out around here? Are you playing any of the other cities? Have you made it to Cleveland or Buffalo or Pittsburgh or anything like that yet? Um, yeah, I've been to Buffalo a handful of times. There's just there's a small little place out there that we play a couple times a year lately. Mm-hmm. Um, we get down to the, the Pittsburgh area. There's a really cool brewery in... Um, I'm, I'm blanking on the, the name of the place now. In big, Pittsburgh. Big, no, just outside of Pittsburgh. On your way to Pittsburgh. Big Rail Brewing. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, they're oh, isn't they're that a pretty in popular a, place. Is that in a... That's not the one in Titusville, is it? No, not no. quite. But, um, yeah, I wanted to say Oil City, but it's not. Wow. If Bill Smith hears this, he's going to hate me for not remembering his town. But, oh, no. Um, yeah, so... Yeah, that region down around there a little bit. Um, so... Yeah, I've gotten out a little more the last couple of years. So. Cool. And how long have you been like performing in, uh, at, like lo- like actually performing? Uh, man, probably since high school. Um, so I don't know the last, you know, ten or twelve years probably. Hell yeah. Yeah. Cool. So is this your first like studio album? Yeah, I put out a uh, a little EP, six song EP, um, that I. I made locally here with um, Mark Graziano and Eric Buman. They had a studio hmm. in Erie for a while. Um, I put that out uh, probably like six or seven years ago, but this is the first full length I've had out. So Awesome. Yeah. And uh, so if you were taking me to country boot camp, what, what do you th- where do you think we would start? Where would we start? Where would you have me if you were trying to 
turn me into a country western singer? Where where would I start as far as my influences go? Well, like or, I said, I'm we, I'm the wrong guy for this. It's but, okay. Um, where or would I start with learning guitar? Would I have to do that first? Oh, as well, I don't know. Depends on what you want to do, I guess. I'm gonna play the Grand Old Opry. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm shooting for the moon. It's not like the 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 highest arc of. Uh, country western singer i feel like i don't know yeah that's up there that's up there for sure yeah um and i would say that most of the guys that have played that are are way better musicians than i i am i feel like stop it i'm uh i'm uh i'm gonna go go super snobby right here and just say that country musicians are not the most technical music players out there i think that's not true well Uh, i'll say this I am not the most technical musician out there. Um, but that's only my perspective yeah, of country music. No. You know, I hear like four or five chords and progression. I'm like, that's that's good, and it sounds great. Don't get me wrong. It's not that they're bad musicians or that country music sounds bad to me. It's just not overly technical. I don't hear a lot of like harmonies and like different melodies all going and... Uh, it's pretty standard, like rhythm and stuff like that, and usually kind of standard, uh, like song construction, like you know, verse, chorus, verse, chorus, chorus, song. Yeah, I mean, there, there, there is that a lot of that standard song construction for sure, but, um, but no, I'd say a lot of you know, if not most of musicians that play in this sort of sound, they're. They're well versed and they know what they're doing sure. for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, no, definitely. Yeah, I. Uh, I mean, there's there's the you know those those sayings like three chords and a and a story or, right. or whatever else you might hear, which might add to that idea that you don't need to. That's be punk very, there too. Yeah, yeah, right. That's punk rock too. <laughs> yeah, right. I guess it 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 kind of floats around, but. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess what I'm saying is that I'm not hearing like. Uh, super intricate bass lines like i would in red hot chili peppers or really intense like melodies and scales like i would in metal music and that's Mm. what i think of when i think of like very talented musicians is like fast like like crazy stuff i don't know you ever hear someone play uh the fiddle oh yeah because that (laughs) gets yeah i guess that that gets pretty intense yeah and lap steel is pretty unique too and a lot of that's like you know waving and making all sorts of crazy stuff but i don't know that's just my perspective. I mean, I'm sure that like anybody who reaches the scale of playing at the Grand Ole Opry is probably going to be a pretty talented and well versed and skilled musician. Yeah, for sure. In general, but I feel like sometimes country music may not showcase that to the highest degree possible. But yeah, that's I, not. That's also like not what the goal is. You know what I mean? I think there's. I think there's moments for it. Sure. Then and they. It's. I think it's a lot more intentional. And then there's. You know, that. If you listen to a good song or record um you might not be you not, might not be able to hear those skills and talents uh blatantly like mm-hmm. on a on a crazy solo or something or lead but uh you know it's it's still there just just sure. subtly you know in its place um but yeah i don't know i think I, like you said i think you can say that for any type of music there's there's you know like with punk or or mm-hmm. something else um yeah, yeah. I'm not saying that as a, like some of the some of the like my favorite 
songs are incredibly simple you know what i mean yeah that's just like a guy and a guitar and like really simple chord progression and stuff like that and it sounds amazing and i think it really comes together through the art of the storytelling you know what i mean through Mm -hmm. the lyrics and the singing and the singing doesn't have to be like technically good singing either you know what i mean there's lots of people who wouldn't say you wouldn't say have a classically beautiful voice you know what i mean i think they're i mean at least for like I, I think of like female singers in particularly, but I think that there are many country singers that have excellent voices. Yeah, maybe I'm reaching more in towards like blues singers. Well, mm. And who's I don't know some some country singers do I can't remember his name like uh, Sturgis, the guy who sung the American the national anthem at the whatchamacallit at the Super Bowl. Oh, you're- he has like the voice of God. Oh, are you thinking of Chris Stapleton? Yeah, Chris Stapleton. Yeah, like if I imagine God talking to me, like they would talk to me in His voice or the voice of uh, this other band that I like called Steel Driver, and uh, those voices are like that's like what if God exists and He was talking to me, He would talk to me in like those kinds of voices of those guys singing. Yeah, Stapleton's got a voice like no other. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, and I think that's. I mean, I'm sure that he's. He hones his his voice for sure, but I think there's a lot of just mm-hmm. natural talent there. Absolutely, definitely. And as far as like classical voice goes, though, that might not fit the bill. You know what I mean? How so? Like uh, I think of like uh, like classically trained singers, like people oh, with really big yeah. voices, like mm-hmm. that you would see singing in Broadway. Like a lot of those st- style voices are very like clean. They don't have like the raspiness or the, like the nasaliness that you hear in a lot of people's voices. Yeah, that might be fun to see though. Oh yeah, I don't know. I don't know if they'd ever do that, but I don't know either. <laughs> I'm sure if the right, I feel like if the right like play or the right musical came out like you ne- you absolutely hire a person like that or you get a person like that with like the uh that sounds like they they're still like smoking cigarettes while they're like singing the song type voice yeah right <laughs> that's a very that's a very uh unique portion i feel like i've heard a lot of country music where they don't sound like that i'm thinking like no you're they, thinking like johnny cash yeah like a johnny cash type voice which is how my god would sound like no, I'm just <laughs> if he was talking to you if he was talking to me but yeah i can definitely see but you can do that with like you can do that I, with every genre too. yeah like i don't really love metal we've talked about this but to me metal is just like someone like yeah, yeah i'm not gonna scream because i'm bad no, at you gotta do it now yeah i was like, don't, ah! you know, like yeah, dude like i don't that. know how those dudes keep their voices yeah right yeah. Real, though. especially the ones that like sing and do the like dirty vocals and stuff oh, i'm yeah. like how i don't i don't even understand like how is your? I mean, probably lots of training is how, but I feel like it would just kill me. Right. If yeah. I did it. Yeah, I feel like I could do it for one night and be done. Well, some of those people like just sound so their their voice just sounds so rattly and raspy and clangy. It sounds like it would hurt like just to talk or just to sing like normally. I feel like a lot of those people though. I mean, there's the ones who who know how to sing, mm-hmm. like you know, sing from the diaphragm or whatever they say. But I feel like so many people just just fucking ruin their voices when they're young yeah. just like hitting those notes and like just like singing as like hard as they possibly can and then when you get older like you go to see them and you're like mm-hmm, you know that's their song uh, yeah. but like like they i saw sound like it anymore like i saw guns and roses in like 2016 or 17 and he can still like 
get high with his voice, Axl Rose, but it's not like, you know, oh, listening yeah. to, like, you know, Sweet Child of Mine or, you know, uh, Welcome to the Jungle back yeah, in the day. Yeah, like, like it was back in his prime. Yeah, he yeah, definitely man. couldn't hit it like he used to, you know? Yeah. Right. Oh, man, yeah, I can't imagine. That's got to be hard, too, I feel like, because I feel like anytime that you're singing, in, like, on a stage or with a microphone in your face, like, you got to sing, like, really loud. Is that true? Um, yeah, I mean, the kind of gigs we play... Or I play, yeah, like if you're playing breweries or restaurants, stuff where it's loud. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, it's sometimes it's a fight to to be heard. Yeah, um, and then but then there's there's the you know kind of the uh, the adrenaline you have too, which kind of almost feels like it helps you kind of sing sing or push project a little more too, because um, yeah. But I I think it just depends on the place. But right. yeah, a lot of times a lot of times I'm having to boost my vocals a little or just push a little harder with my vocals but i think that um, it's also like uh harder to sing quiet sometimes you know what i mean like your voice sounds different when you're singing quiet versus when you're singing loud yeah i mean or yeah definitely sounds at your normal volume Mm -hmm. and uh learning how to maintain that like if i'm recording all of my stuff or if i'm singing like a certain way i gotta kind of maintain that brand or that voice so i can't come out there and like oh i'm gonna sing softly today (laughs) to rest my voice in front of a bunch of people you know and uh because you got that sound people want to hear your sound dave people want to hear the sound but i feel like you this is how i see it in my head i feel like you've really made it when people are singing your songs back to you maybe not really made it but like i feel like that's definitely like a level to things with live performing and i think sometimes it'd be cool or like sometimes it's got to be cool to just sit there and just not sing just have the people sing your chorus your back chorus yeah, back yeah it's got to be easier at least yeah, yeah right sure. <laughs> well you put that you, you take the microphone you go okay guys go yeah <laughs> like you know this part yeah <laughs> right yeah the high parts that you can't reach that night. right you get to do this part the hard part today yeah, guys right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that would be easier that's for sure i'm gonna take a sip of my lemon water while you guys sing the hard parts yeah <laughs> what uh, yeah oh well one of i think one of the coolest experiences that i ever had at a concert was actually when the person wasn't singing their own parts. I'll give you the context. I went and saw Paul McCartney back in 2019 in Kentucky. Mm. And, like, he plays, you know, Hey Jude, he does it all of his. And he's just, like, for the, like, na, 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 na. Instead of doing it himself, he was like, okay. Well, he was like, all the men. And that was like, eh, that was okay. But then he was like, now all the women. And it sounded like angels you know what i mean it was like ten thousand women just like just like nah nah and i was like this is the coolest fight i got like the hair standing up right now you can't see it but like he didn't even sing the fucking lyrics and that's like it was an awesome concert but it was like the coolest part that i'll like always remember yeah right yeah probably because you know because you're in the crowd and he's he's engaging you guys but uh yeah that would have been cool to see right there's something special about like that sense of community or that sense of connection amongst like thousands however many people were probably seeing paul mccartney probably like 15 20 000 people or something like, at a giant a arena and them all just like everybody just like singing together there probably was i mean there were probably a couple of people that weren't singing but those people were just fucking losers probably they're yeah. probably still <laughs> sad about leonard skinner it's your fault <laughs> yeah, right. yeah they're probably still upset about that but like you're going to see like some guy obviously that you probably like a lot and probably have liked for decades 
for a lot of people that are Paul McCartney fans. And uh, to not sing when he asks you to sing, I feel like you're just like slapping him across the face. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah, you don't want to be that dude. No. <laughs> Even if you're like not a singer or whatever, like, oh, yeah, I don't sing or whatever. But you're just you're just like one of those guys who stands in the back in the corner or whatever and like just like doesn't even nod your head at concerts and shit. But like if Paul McCartney tells you sing, you better fucking sing. Well, he's a he's a beetle. He's yeah, a beetle. Right. That's an like... Amer- I almost called him an American treasure, but he's not. He's not. He's a British treasure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that would be uh, that would be embarrassing to say the least. Yeah, dude, everybody was probably but, laughing at that guy not singing. Like, who the fuck? Look at this fucking guy. His girlfriend was probably ashamed of him. I, it His was, whole family was probably ashamed of him. It wasn't in my section. Everybody was really getting <laughs> in yeah, on I'm it. I'm sure in that, at that big of a show, you don't really notice. But no way. Everybody was probably looking at him. No, nobody definitely had any idea. Would you yeah, ever? But he existed. I'm sure of it. Would you ever want? I mean, that's like the zenith. You know, uh, but would you ever want to to have that kind of fame? Like when when it comes to like being a musician and stuff, are you cool? Like never getting to that point, or would that be a goal of yours? No, not really. I feel <laughs> you like don't want that. I feel like that level of fame just is, uh, yeah, it brings too many issues. Right, and that, it's sure. got to change you as a person to be that to be that known by everybody it's yeah. an it's an interesting conundrum though because like you want to make your music i'm sure it, like i'd assume just as like an artistic expression to share with people but like you know what if one of your songs just like yeah dude you can absolutely be that fucking guy on rogan yeah, I can't remember his name. The guy who just <laughs> Oliver oh, Anthony. Oh, Oliver yeah. Anthony. Yeah, dude. yeah, man, he was a man. I mean, it was a good song, but yeah, that was that was weird. And he's got like a like a, the kind of voice that I'm talking about. That's not like a typical like yeah, right. Classic good voice. He's got like his very it's very unique. But like anybody could be that guy. You know what I mean? Just have Rogan happen to listen to your song and play it on the radio or whatever. Yeah. Um, well, that's one of those fun risks that you, I mean, I, don't, I, yeah, I wouldn't if see you don't want, if you don't want to be that famous and Rogan plays your song, you're kind of fucked, I guess. Yeah. I oh. think, I mean, don't get me wrong. It would be great to be able to play music full time and make a living doing it. Um, but I think there's, I think of it in two ways. Like, you know, there's people who've been, working their craft for years and have slowly amassed an audience sure. and, have, and have slowly gotten to a point to it like you know a plateau or a peak whatever you want to call it where they've you know you know you could call them famous or or whatever and then there's those you know overnight successes too or i mean not that he's necessarily a flash in the pan but there's especially with with uh the digi- being in the digital age there's there's a lot you see a lot of that but um I don't know. I think I think either way you look at it, I just don't. I don't think. I think fame. The idea of fame is a really hard thing to wrestle with. Like, I don't think it's good for anybody. Whether you've you've slowly worked up to it or whether it it happened. I think it's worse if it happened overnight yeah, for dude. you. But that um, creates so. It gotta create so much problems for that guy. Yeah. Right. But but even even if it was like a long you know a long time coming you know a slow steady race. I don't know. I I just think that uh, having that much attention on you kind of shift. It's got to shift the way you think about yourself and, mm-hmm. and the world. And 
Um, it definitely affects your like quality of life in so many different ways that we probably don't even understand as like normal human beings. You know what I mean? Well, we do things like go to the store. Yeah, you know, <laughs> right, like yeah. seriously, like that's what it yeah. is. You know, you can't like, oh, I'm out of. But would eggs, I be upset you know? if I don't ha- if I can't go to the store anymore because I'm too famous and I'll get mobbed by like tons of beautiful women and shit? Would that be the worst thing ever? I mean, probably, probably, probably for my relationship with my girlfriend <laughs> oh, that I yeah. love so much, Linda. If you're listening, but you wouldn't just you wouldn't just have like beautiful women. You'd have people with their cameras just up in your face and you'd psychopaths have, that are stalking me but at the same time if you're like sitting at home and someone's like dude josh check this out you know and it's like joe rogan he's like i'm listening to this song poor johnny and uh (laughs) god what if what if you guys all need to listen to this are you like no god don't do that joe rogan (laughs) yeah i'd be like joe you just ruined my life forever Oh, no, that'd be cool. <laughs> yeah, that'd be cool. But yeah, I just think the idea of of that fame like that would be a tricky thing to navigate for sure. Absolutely. It's one of those things like in life that you really, I don't think, it, like you said, anybody is like equipped for it or really knows what it would be like yeah. unless you actually lived it. And most of the people who have lived it they just seem to not like it that much or like or there's people that like it for a little while but then they just get so sick of it they're just like just let me go take my dog or you have like kanye west who just like basks in the narcissism and the yes men and the glory well there are those people but but you don't really want to be kanye west and be a fucking crazy person that's just followed around by yes men and tell them that it's a good idea to say that you love hitler and shit yeah, probably cor- not. Correct. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> That's a fair I mean, it dry- <laughs> See, well, I guess the point that I'm trying to make is that, like, yeah, you might g- bask in it and love it, but you're also probably a fucking crazy person. Yeah, probably. Probably. I mean, it def- I'd say it definitely has the the capabilities of doing stuff to you. Yeah, affecting your brain. you in negative ways. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I just think, and I'm not saying this is you because you haven't said whether you are or not, but it's just interesting to me, like, how art in all forms like what it sets you potentially up for because most artists that I know or most artistic types that I know are are introverts you know like quite a few of them that I know are introverts and like that's the way they express themselves because they're not as much like go out and talk to people but by putting art of any form out there you give yourself even if it's a very minute chance like the chance to be forced into like the most extroverted situation in the world like yeah. it's a, yeah. It's, yeah, like it's a, a weird thing i mean i can it's a lot easier for me to get up and and s- in front of people and sing a song that i've written than than if i didn't have an instrument and didn't have a song and had to just talk to you know, <laughs> right yeah 15 people that I, would be yeah but yeah i'm definitely i'm definitely an introvert so. that's really interesting that you bring that up because i never really thought about the music or the guitar yeah or I ju- stuff it's just something like to hide crutch. behind yeah yeah which is that's not why i i mean i don't like to look at it that way but no. in terms of getting in front of other people it's it's kind of a yeah at least you have something pra- that you've practiced right. and you're used to and you're comfortable with doing rather than just trying to talk to a bunch of people at a party or wherever you know whatever social situation that you come to where you have to like improv all that shit yeah so what i'm trying to say is next time i come on this podcast i want a whole script that we can, <laughs> yeah we'll write down practice. all the questions yeah right. good luck man <laughs> we'll do our best yeah then i then i'll sound way better 
No, you're doing great, uh, dude. You yeah, having great. a great time. Yeah, no, yeah. yeah, thanks again for having me, guys. Yeah, it's been fun. Um, but as far as the fame goes, back to the fame, Dave. Okay. Where or back to the fame? I don't want to. I don't know why I'm talking to you, Dave. We got a perfectly good guest here. Uh, yeah, no, you got yeah. some good points. <laughs> All right. Well, what? Well, ask Dave. Ask Dave. Yeah. Dave, where? If you're a famous person, do you miss like act doing the things that you normally do in your mundane, boring, uh, incredibly ordinary life that you have right now? I think you start to miss things more when they're taken away from you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I don't. Really, I w- I feel like I would not miss going to the store to get fucking eggs. You wouldn't miss going. To, I don't think you'd miss <laughs> going to the store to get an eggs until it was something that you can't do, and yeah. it might not be something that every day you're like, oh my god, I wish I could just go get eggs. You know, <laughs> like I don't think it's one of those things, but I definitely do think it's like, man, I can't do this without being badgered. I wish that I could do this just like every once in a while. Yeah, I'm sure there's a a lot of those little quiet parts of life that we kind of take for granted and don't think about that not everybody gets to do yeah like going maybe going to the park or something like that i can't just go out to the gorge and run around in the forest for a while maybe i could but i would have to wear like a mask or something if i'm incredibly famous yeah right yeah (laughs) or like a disguise or a wig or a hat or something i don't want to wear wigs and hats i think that's why a lot of people um just really 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 find themselves buying like famous people have their homes like as secluded as possible from everybody else Mm -hmm. because then that's just like you got all this property private property fence it off like never leave and it it could have like the, the the inverse effect you know like it just makes your life miserable like you're a prisoner in your own like mm-hmm. fame wealth whatever uh that's an extreme amount of fame though like i feel like unless you get like super 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 like i don't like kardashian famous or something like that you're, you're not gonna really have to worry about that every single place that you go yeah probably not um but I do think that it's an interesting dynamic here that we're talking about not really wanting that level of fame when, like, me personally as a child very much aspired to be, like, famous in one way or another. Like, I didn't really care how I was going to be, like, a rock star or, like, an actor or whatever, you know, a famous person. And now that I've gained the experience and knowledge that I've had from, like, living out my life, I uh, definitely understand how that's not quite so appealing anymore. You yeah, know, yeah. I, mean, I think the older you get, you know, if you got a good head on you, you you realize that it's not it's all probably not all it's cracked up to be. Right. Yeah. Is, isn't that adulthood in general though? Like when you're a kid, like you're just like that's like the 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 classic uh, trope. You know, that's the word that just keeps coming to me. Trope. Uh, isn't that just like the classic thing? Like every kid's like, I can't wait till I'm an adult and I can do what I want. Yeah. Then you get the, to the point and you're like, well, I can't really do what I want, and this and then sucks you wish worse. You were a kid yeah, still. exactly. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's it's like you're you're always trying to reach this imaginary level of freedom, like being ultra famous and wealthy and stuff like that. Like, oh, I'll be free to do whatever I want now. You know, I'll have the money, I'll have the means, I'll have the capability to do whatever I want. But you're restricted in a different kind of cage versus as a child, you're 
hoping for those things because then you'll have that freedom and you're in like a different kind of cage but we aspire now to go back to that childhood cage you know what i mean it's like we're trading one set of boundaries or barriers for another set of boundaries or barriers like yeah now i uh i i, I can't like do all the things that i do as an adult but like i also don't have to fucking work as a child you know what i mean yeah. i can just go to school and have like all summer off and do whatever i want Versus now, like, oh, I have this freedom. I can go on trips and buy whatever I want and eat ice cream for dinner if that's what I choose to do. But I still miss, like, that other set of rules or those other set of things that were inhibiting me from doing whatever I want. But I guess the end goal is always, it's still the same. It's all just freedom. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I think, I think we all want contentment and look for it often in the wrong places in fame or or riches or something else but yeah there's always a catch with those things right and i think as you get older you learn to appreciate some things that you do not appreciate as a child like uh decent food and like having a place to live and being um, able to go to bed early yeah being able to go to bed early <laughs> maybe sleep in once or twice summer vacations there's a lot of and like family you know what i mean as a kid that all seems like very standard and very given whereas now it's not so in your face or so prominent in my life that i appreciate it more you know what i mean yeah um, and like the smaller relationships, you know, like when I was growing up, it's like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. I'm leaving everybody behind all my friends, all my family. I don't care. I'm leaving and I'm going to go build a new life for me. Whereas now I appreciate all those things so much that I like, don't want, I wouldn't want to leave. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Yeah. There's a, uh, your mindset definitely shifts. It's crazy. You get. Growing up's a weird fucking thing. Yeah, for sure. I think Blink-182 made a song about it. Yeah. But, oh, yeah. <laughs> more. Well, we made a song about it, too, except it's different now. That's true. Yeah, we made a we made a parody of uh, What's My Age Again by oh, Blink-182, yeah. like, uh, last year. Uh, yeah. About I, last year, yeah. I was seeing a bunch of old pictures on it today. I was looking through a bunch of stuff. I like to look through, like, the year or whatever, and I was looking at a bunch of old pictures from it. That was, like, spring. So instead, this spring... This spring, we're making a movie. Last spring, we made a music video, so we're upgrading. You know what I mean? But it was a really funny song, and it's all about... It's called What's My Wage Again? And oh, nice. uh, it was just all about, like, millennial strife and struggling to be an adult. Oh, yeah, there you go. So it was, like, <laughs> it kind of a, a perfect connection, parody, whatever. I don't know. It was, it was fun. Yeah, sounds better than the original. No, I mean, the no. original's great. No. <laughs> the original's great, but I, actually, I'm just going to go for it and say that What's My Wage Again is way better than <laughs> What's My yeah. Age Again. Sorry, <laughs> Blink-182, we're fucking better than you guys. Just kidding. But, uh, yeah, it, it, it's all fun and exciting, and problems continue to change as we grow and get older, and uh, we face new things with higher levels of success and higher degrees of freedom bring new problems in our life. It's yeah, it's a wild, uh, it's a wild process. Right. Someday we'll figure it out. Maybe, you know, when I was young, I used to say that by the time I was 40, I would know everything. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was I was like genuinely convinced of that when I was like 17, 18, 19, 20 years old that by the time I was 40 I would know everything. Yeah, I think when I was 14 I thought I knew everything. I thought I knew. Yeah. No, see, I was at least aware enough to know that I didn't know everything back then, but I figured by 40 I would have it all figured out. Yeah, that's a that's a a tall goal. Yeah. But Right. I thought a lot of myself back yeah, then. Yeah, right. I think you're selling yourself short. You still got a few years. You think I can get there, dude? Yeah. I think I think I'm not saying it's impossible. That's what I'm getting at. Nice. Thank you, Dave, for your support. 
another yeah. uh, six years to learn everything. Uh, there's, yeah, maybe. You got so much time, dude. Fingers crossed. By 40, we'll know everything. I'll know everything. It's a good idea. I don't know if I want that kind of responsibility, though. Yeah, I don't know. That sounds almost as bad as as a massive amount of fame. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Knowing everything, you're very right. With great power comes great responsibility. Yeah, right. <laughs> In both cases, dude. Throwback to Spider-Man. Yeah, and, uh, thanks, Uncle Ben. Yeah, Jesus, yeah. Uncle Ben. You knew so much more than... You let, a, you, you led me to believe when that movie originally came yeah, out or right. the TV show or any of those things. I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? Spider-Man doesn't have any responsibilities. He's fucking Spider-Man. He can do whatever he wants. Yeah, really. That's always the like idea or like the main goal when you're a child. I want to do whatever I want. That's right. It's so short-sighted, though. And that goes back to like being a child, you know what I mean? And as we get older, our brains develop and we're able to think in longer periods of time because we only know like a few years back then at a time. Year seemed like forever, now year seems like nothing. And you just gain more awareness. Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully, yeah. fingers crossed, dude. Cool. If you're like uh, living as a decent, functioning human being and uh, you're learning new skills. You're making music. You're finding great and beautiful ways to express yourselves through the arts and uh, putting together albums. You know what I mean? That's like, you know, another thing of like progressing gold. You know what I mean? You had an EP a few years ago. Now you got a whole album. Yep. You probably didn't have any ability to do either of these things as a younger lad. And now look at like we're out here being fucking adults and musicians and crazy shit. It's yeah, wild, I guess dude. so. Yeah, this is uh, this is me being uh, me being an adult, I guess, and That's, spending uh, your money on yeah, shit right. that doesn't matter, right? <laughs> yeah, that uh, that helps me feel a lot better about the money I poured into this. No, dude. It, 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 see, the thing is that it matters to you. It may not matter yeah. to the rest of the universe or to the world or anything like that. And that's like something that I've had to come to grips with too. And I think every artist has to come to grips with it at some point. That like. None of this shit matters, especially not the fucking money that you spend on doing something that's fun and important to you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's just different things that, you know, your your values might change on what you're going to spend your money on. My at the end, of you know, around the time this came out, my wife and I have talked a couple. We had a baby at the beginning of this year. And congratulations. Thanks. Yeah, Amazing. Thank so you. they're going to be like one year old. Yeah. She's going to be one in just a couple of weeks. Fuck. But, yeah. Um, awesome. But because with that, with her in the picture now, I'm not. I'm not making another full-length record for a long time. Yeah, <laughs> but you at have least one. Until, yeah, at least unless it, I find another way to fund it or something. Maybe but, you'll get famous, dude. Uh, Rogan will play your shit. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. So, but yeah, there was it was a it was a a really good time for me in my life for me to you know pour a lot into this project. So I'm grateful that that I I did it when I did because I don't you know I might not ever make another record again or it might not be for another it might not be for a while who knows yeah. so that's cool too yeah i think about that sometimes when i'm uh lost in thought or daydreaming or whatever like what is my future child or offspring if that ever happens gonna think about how fucking weird i am making podcasts <laughs> down in my basement making all these weird videos in this short film and all that shit and like hopefully like somehow it it it's like leaving my legacy or my mark or making something permanent in the universe maybe that exists beyond uh, what normal people do, you know what I mean? Yeah, well, because I'm my my daughter's father, I'm assuming that she probably won't 
think much of my songs. No, dude. I do. If my dad had a podcaster's album, <laughs> yeah, I'd be right. like, that's fucking dumb, dad. Until you're older, and then you're like, wow, this is great. Well, my, my buddy Tyler, uh, he has, he's got a son, Elliot, and Elliot, like, has zero understanding, like, when he was of, like, how much work and effort it comes in to be, like, a touring musician and all oh, this yeah. shit, you know what I mean? Hmm. And I'm like, oh, okay, this all makes sense. Like, that was one of our goals while he was living here is I was training him so that way he could beat his dad in a fight, actually. Oh, yeah. I'm like, do push-ups <laughs> and stuff. I'm like, okay, this this all makes sense. This all tracks. Yeah, right. It sounds productive. It's yeah. not, <laughs> I don't know. Relationships with fathers and families and friends is all weird, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Every relationship is unique and different. And, mm-hmm. uh, and a so, father with a child is, has its own level of, I don't know. I feel like if at some point you don't hate your parents, they're probably not doing a very good job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe in some ways, in certain ways. So, I don't know, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like you gotta here. be able to tell him no, and maybe I'm just an asshole, right? And yeah, just hates p- people easily or whatever. Oh well. Yeah, I don't know. We we went real dark and emotional. Yeah, well, I can say that I'm not looking forward to the days when when my daughter doesn't want anything to do with me. So, but I'm sure that I'm sure she'll go through a phase of that. Oh yeah, so that's yeah, all like, part of growing like up. Like we all do with our parents. Exactly. But, yeah. Well, Josh, this has been super fun, man. Yeah, thanks a lot, guys. Appreciate yeah. you having me. Yeah, absolutely. Check out Josh's album. Where can they find it at? Where they can? Where can they find you at? Tell the people. Uh, anywhere you stream music, Spotify, Apple Music, all that. Um, also at joshtravismusic.com. You can find stuff like vinyl and CDs and other merch. Boom! They're sweet. Check it out. It's awesome. It's amazing. We've listened to it. I enjoyed it. I'm not really a country fan, and I enjoyed it, so definitely check it out, too. Support the local artists around here. Support the musicians and your friends and family and all of their crazy, wild dreams that uh, they enjoy, whether or not they, I don't know, just do it. It's fun. We love you guys. Thanks to all our sponsors, all of our Patreon people. Um, Y'all are the best. All the people that like, follow, share, all those things. You guys are awesome. Peace out, everybody.